This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Good morning, Passion Church family. Y'all are looking good. It's good to have all of you in the house of the Lord today. I love the scripture said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. I know there's some that are watching on social media. Their bodies are in physical condition where they can't come. But if you can come and you're physically able, we encourage you to come. Be in the house of the Lord. You'll get loved on good around here. We got some good loving folks around here. And not only good loving folks, but good cooks. I want to take the time to say thank you. To all of you that have wished me a 64 happy birthday this week, thank you so much. Uh, I really am thankful that you did, and, and I got texts, but I'm, I'm still learning how to take this thing and answer it and say thank you. So I gave it to Kelly, and I don't know if she got around to it or not, but I know she, she, did, she did some on her phone. But for those of you that did wish me happy birthday, thank you. Uh, a guy asked me the other day, he says, how's it feel to be 64? I said, how is 64 supposed to feel? I don't know. But he did say this, and it made my day. He said, you don't look a day over 40. <laughs> Not a day over 40. I, have, I, I saw something in the paper the other day, in this little paper we get sent to us, and I want to read you a little funny uh, Guys, this is for you, for those of you in the house. It's called Husband Humor. My wife has not spoke to me in three days. I think it has something to do with what happened on Sunday night. When she thought she heard a noise downstairs, she nudged me and whispered, Wake up, wake up, baby. Well, what's the matter, I asked. There are burglars in the kitchen. I think they're eating the tuna casserole I made tonight. And he said, well, that'll teach them. <laughs> oh, how to win friends and influence people. How to not make brownie points. <laughs> Amen. I ran across this. You say, well, Pastor, you're, you're, you're on the joke mode this morning. I just love these little sayings we get once in a while. A lot of times people will say to me, you know, well, Pastor, I wanted to come to church, but, you know, we had company that came over and visited. Or, you know, it's, it, that rain is just, it was just coming down so bad, and, and I, I really don't like to get in the rain. Well, let me read you this. Do not stay away from church because you're poor. We have no admission charge. No admission charge. Don't stay away from church because you're rich. When un- money's not everything. Don't stay away from church because it rains. Well, we go to work and to school in the rain. Don't stay away from church because it's cold. Well, it's warm and friendly inside here at Passion Church. Don't stay away from church because it's hot. So is fishing. So is, <laughs> so is tending ball games and golfing. Don't stay away from church because no one invited you. People go to a lot of places uninvited and even pay to get in. (laughs) Consider that your invitation here. Don't stay away from church because of hypocrites. Well, we associate with them in the world every day. 
Don't stay away from church because company comes over. Bring them along. They will enjoy it and respect you for inviting them. Don't stay away because you have little children. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. Don't stay away from church because your clothes are not nice enough. God looks at the heart, not your clothing. Don't stay away from church because you always... Don't stay away from church because the church always wants money. Well, you know that's not true here. We try to get money to you. We really endeavor to try to teach you how God can bring money into good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men given to your bosom. Don't stay away from church because you think you have plenty of time in the future. Are you sure? So don't stay away from church. Don't use an excuse. Just come. Come and be with us. I guarantee you, you will be blessed. And I tell you, the praise team blessed my heart this morning. Oh, plead the blood. That just spoke to my heart. I plead the blood over my family, my children, my school. That's what we're to do as, as, as children of God. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ hung on the cross, shed the blood, so I can plead the blood and expect it to happen. Yes, let's take our Bibles. Thank you, Kelly. If you have your Bibles, hold it up. Say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In my Bible time and study time, I also like to call it my fellowship time with the Lord this week. As I do always, I ask Him, I said, Lord... I want fresh manna from heaven, not just for me, but for the church family. And as I was praying and asking the Lord, you see, I believe that it's important that we hear from God because God will minister to us where we are and what we have need of. I have been finding in my in, in fellowshipping and talking with brothers and sisters in the Lord, especially for the last month, talking with people that, are, that I go to in their business, whether I'm purchasing paints or in people's homes or office buildings or apartment complexes, um, there seems to be a thread that I keep hearing, a, a vein that I keep seeing that People are sharing. There is a frustration of trying to be a Christian. I've been, I, you know, I gather that from just talking with people. And, you know, you can ask a question like, well, how are we doing today? Well, uh, based upon the circumstances, I'm getting by. 
And, and within myself, I ask, well, why would you want to get under the circumstance? Why don't we rise above the circumstance? But a lot of people today that confess Christianity, they've had a born-again salvation experience with Jesus Christ. They know what it is to have Him come into their life and bring peace and joy and happiness Somehow between from the time they become born again and a little later on, a few miles down the road, a few bumps in the road, a few circumstances, for some reason they forget that Jesus came into their life to make their life a better life, to make their life a more pleasant life life, a life that he says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And so I was sharing my heart with God this week and I said, Lord, why, why is it that way? It's impressed upon my heart. He says, people are striving diligently hard, especially Christians, are striving to lay their life on the line for the Lord, giving their heart, trying to do the best they can. But there's so much information that they're getting is bringing confusion. There's nothing wrong with information. We, we, the, more, the more you know of the Word of God, the more God can use you, the more that you can do for God. But what happens is, is we're trying... To take a tidbit of this and a tidbit of that. And, and, we, as, and when we read the Word, we, we read such wonderful things of God. And, and, and that's what I want to refer to this morning in the message. Is that the King David in, in Psalms. And if you, have, if you have your Bibles, turn there with me. I'm going to try to... It won't be an evangelistic style of preaching this morning. But if I could, I'd like to just teach... For just a few minutes here. I want to share with you this morning. What I feel like. Will enhance. Your walk with the Lord. It will enhance. Your fellowship. With the Lord. I want to say that it will bring victory. Into your life. On a day to day. Not just. I get it on Sunday. Or I get an occasional blessing or I get an occasional feel good or sometimes I, I find myself happy but sometimes I'm not or most of the time I'm not but sometimes I am. Am I talking to anybody at all this morning in our relationship with Jesus Christ? I want to I teach for just a few moments this morning on yes we know the good things of God and, and David turn with me to Psalms chapter 19. Psalms chapter 19. Look with me in verse 7, I believe it is. In verse 7, David is sharing the good things, the goodness of God. He says here, the law of the Lord is perfect, it's flawless, 
And what does it do? It restores and refreshes our soul. Here David is sharing, this is what the law of God is. And, and, and for you and I that have had a relationship with Jesus Christ, we know that to be a reality because we've experienced. We've experienced that. The refreshing of the soul. And it, he also says, and, and when we're talking about this, um, the law, we're talking about the law provides direction and instruction. So we know the direction and the instructions of God, it, it, it brings... It brings to us, to our life, refreshing of the soul and restoring our soul. And we see the word statues in, in, the, in the next part of it. It says the statues of the Lord. The statues are requirements. Just another, another name for statues. The requirements of the Lord. They are reliable. They're trustworthy. This is David expressing Expressing God. Trustworthy. Making wise the simple. And he goes on to say in verse 8. The precepts. Another word for precepts. It's a a rule or direction. The way we should act or behave. I'm, I'm using these analogies because. I have found that a lot of times. These words in the Bible sometimes can trip us up and, or maybe we don't gather full knowledge of the meaning of it. So when we read the Scriptures, we really don't have full meaning of what he's saying here. So the precepts, meaning a rule or direction, the way that we should act or behave, means the precepts of the Lord, they're right. They bring joy to the heart. And we know these things if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If we've studied the Word, I'm not sharing anything this morning thus far that you don't already know. But if you're watching online and you're not born again, or if you're in our midst this morning, you've never received Jesus Christ, this is an opportunity that I'm taking to share with you. This is the love of God being stowed upon us. This is who God is. This is what He brings into our life. The next one was the commandment of the Lord is pure. The command or order. Something that should be obeyed. Something that should be obeyed. This is what He's saying. The commandment of the Lord, that which should be obeyed, is what? Is pure, enlightening the eyes. In other words, He gives you understanding. Wisdom and knowledge. Through the studying of the Word of God. And, and, and when we view this, we, we so often say within ourselves, well, there's so much here that, that I know that He does, and I, but how do I get this to be functional or in operation in my life that I can have victory, I can have these things that He is? How can they be manifested on a daily, day in, Day out, when I wake up, until I go to sleep, they will be doing, be done, activated in my life. I know that a lot of us, we want this lifestyle with God. Because we know, according to the words, these are the great things that He has provided for us. 
But what happens is, is we get, <laughs> we get either confused or we get bombarded with these feelings that I just, I just can't do all of this. Or I, I don't know how to experience all of this in my life. And what it does, it brings frustration. It not only brings frustration, but it can bring confusion. It also causes us to come to the point where we say, Well, you know what? I just can't do this God thing. I'll just forget it. And then we go through a time when we put God on the shelf. And we throw back our shoulders and say, Well, I'm going back to the way I used to live. At least I didn't feel like a loser. And so many people that I've talked to that are Christians, especially in counseling and in ministering to and talking with and praying with, they feel like they just can't fulfill the purposes of God in their life because they don't feel like they know how to go from point A to point B because there's so much of this that I want God to do and fulfill in my life, but I just don't feel like I'm getting there. Am I talking to anyone this morning? The fear of the Lord or the reverence of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a continual submission to God in humility and faith. It's being humble before God. Not being afraid of God, but reverencing God. And listen to what he says this. The reverencing of the Lord or the fear of the Lord is clean. It's enduring. It's forever. You see, we know that, but we say, but how does that apply to me? How can I apply this reverence of God and to God? How do I apply it for God in my life? The judgments of the Lord. Judgments. Determination. Another word for judgment is discernment. Or another word for judgment is wisdom or intelligence. And we look at it like this. The intelligence or the wisdom of the Lord, they are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them my servant is warned. What does it do for us? It warns us. It reminds us. Gives us a direction. Illuminates us. And instructs us. In keeping them there is great reward. Now. We know that. But it's a challenge sometimes. To bring these into fulfillment. So that we can receive the reward. You say well Pastor Ron I'm just human. And I make mistakes. I know. I'm human. I make mistakes. But there is something deep down in the heart of man, in the heart of every individual that wants to please God, that wants to fulfill the purpose of God in our lives. We don't want to come to the end of the rope to when we draw the last breath and feel like, I just didn't do everything I was supposed to. And in our struggles of trying to fulfill our destiny, 
we get bombarded with thoughts in our mind, well, you'll never accomplish that. All of these good things that God has done, you'll never walk in those. You'll never experience. You'll never receive the good reward, the great rewards. And we ask ourselves, why is that? And deep down inside we're saying, Lord, why is that? Because I do love you with all of my heart. And you know, we do. We become born again. Boy, we love God with all of our heart. Sometimes it's hard to express to other people just what God means to us. And deep down inside, we don't want to, we don't want to disappoint God. Every one of His rewards. And I love the scripture says, let us not forget all His benefits. And we read those benefits and healings and blessings on our life. And we want those, but we find ourselves struggling to receive them. To get them. Because we feel like we're just not up to par. We're just not able to make it. We have so much that I... And I know a lot of times I look at it like this. Lord, it's, it's, I'll use an example of, of, of business. When I get up in the morning and I look at all that I need to accomplish that day, sometimes I say to myself, how will I get it all done? And when I look at the Word of God and I see all of these things and He refers to the fact where He says, and, and, and all of this, it's, it offers you, and if you'll keep them, they offer you great rewards. I'm thinking, how can I accomplish all of this? How can I get this reward? It's the same feeling I go, I feel like when I got to the end of the day, Lord, I was only able to get to half of the things I really needed to get done today. I didn't even get to the honeydew list because there was so much to do today. But we get frustrated within ourselves. Let's read on. Who can understand his errors or his omissions? And this is, I love how David is saying this. He's gone and shared with us all the beauty of God, all that God has to offer. And then he, he says in verse 12, But who can understand his, his errors or omissions? Have you ever felt that way? God, I, I, I know you are all of these. I know you have all this to offer, but who can understand it all? How can I even accomplish it? And I love his wording here. Acquit me or forgive me of hidden, unconscious, unintended faults. I like to say, forgive me for those thoughts that I've had. The thoughts that I've had because I feel that I'm not able to fulfill my purpose and my destiny in life. Forgive me for feeling that way when I know that according to your word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know that you're, I know in my head, hello, I know in my head it says I am more than a conqueror through the blood of Jesus Christ. I know I'm washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And in, with my head knowledge, I know I can do all things through the, blood, through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm able to do these things. But it hasn't sunk into my heart to where I'm able now to activate it. And that's where I wanted to go from the head to the heart this morning. Even David says in this, he says, Keep back your servant. David was a servant. Keep back your servant from presumptuous, deliberate, willful sins. You see, when we get under the load of that I can't fulfill or enjoy or reach my destiny and enjoy the rewards of all these wonderful things God has, 
we have a tendency to beat ourselves up. And that within itself can be a sin because we're allowing what we think we can't do from doing what God is requiring of us. I love this next part. Let them not rule and have control over me. Then I will be blameless and complete. I shall be acquitted of great transgressions or sins. I I love this because David, it seems like David now all of a sudden, but be merciful to me. Help me with this. Forgive me of anything that I'm doing that's, that's not allowing me to obtain all of the goodness that you have. And this was what I... I've said all that this, this morning to, to bring you to this. There's an answer. There's an answer. Everybody say answer. There's an answer to allowing all of the benefits. All that God has talked... Or David has talked about God is. There's a way... To walk in it. There's a way to enjoy it. Not just once a week. Not just every once in a while. Day after day. Moment after moment. Hour after hour. When we apply a certain principle. That David brings out. Look with me now in verse 14. Let the words of my mouth. This is one of my favorite scriptures. This scripture right here has enabled me to be able to enjoy the rewards, to stay on track, to, uh, which has allowed me the opportunity to not only enjoy the rewards, but to have the rewards to give a blessing to others. The rewards that he's blessed me with, that I can bless others with. He says, let the words of my mouth, and if we didn't go any further in that particular passage of Scripture, we could stay for a week or two. Kelly brought, I think she used the analogy this morning, life or death is in the power of your tongue. What we say with our mouth either brings victory or defeat. We've got to stop saying within ourselves, even when we feel defeated, even when we feel so overwhelmed with circumstances. Well, Pastor Ron, I, you must not really have any circumstances in your life. <laughs> Come and go with me for a day. We all have circumstances. We all have our ups and our downs. I like what Celebrate Recovery says. We all have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. But David outlined a way to enjoy life without them. And to, have the re- and to be rewarded with all of these things. And David goes along and really gives us the answer. Let the words of our mouth... And I love this next part. And the meditation of my heart. Oh, listen. To be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. 
You say, how is that my answer? Well, really, it's very simple. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Did you catch that? It's going to require the simplicity of you meditating on the things of God. I love what the Apostle Paul said. He said, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and of a good report, if there be anything that's praiseworthy, just give it a thought once in a while. No, he said, think on these things. You say, well, how does, how does that allow all these other things to come in place? When you are focused on the good things of God, on these, just taking, I'll use an example, the way it works for me. Sister Gloria, I can take a passage of Scripture in the Bible. When I get up in the morning, I can take one passage of Scripture and I can meditate on it throughout my day. What that does is I'm, I'm putting into the soil of my spirit and it's going to grow because I'm watering it with meditation. I'm thinking on it. The other day, I come home and I was so excited. I had read a passage of Scripture earlier that morning. And on my phone, Kelly's teaching me how to use my phone. In fact, I've been preaching this morning or teaching off of my phone. I've been reading it from my phone. I just think that is so cool. Another blessing, a reward of the Lord. Isn't that neat that you can stick your Bible in your pocket? Everywhere. But I came home the other day and I had, sh I had read some scriptures. And one of the scriptures just jumped out and I meditated on it. All during work that, that, that day and I come home. And you know when God reveals something in his word it just excites you. And it's like wow it's like a fire shut up in my bones. I got home and I had to corner Kelly and say you've got to hear what God is saying about this verse. <laughs> and I'm so glad I have a good friend like that. That she'll just say. Well okay. Lay it on me now. Go ahead. No she didn't. She didn't say it that way. But I took a passage of scripture. And I said. Oh listen to what God has talked to me. What he has shared with me today in this. You see. In the process of my meditating on that. You can't think and meditate on good and let ugly come out of your mouth. It just don't work. But when you're, on medi when you're on the meditation zone, when you flip the switch to meditation and you've turned the switch off over here to the world and to your circumstances, to your troubles, to your frustrations, and you go to the Word and you flip the switch on that word that you read and meditate on it. Just It's as simple as, you know, you say, well, you're using a natural analogy. I have to do things like that. A lot of times, I, I'll be going down the road and it's like I'm flipping switches when I was taking uh, flying lessons to learn to fly a plane. There's all these little buttons we had to flip and to switch. And even before we took off, there was a lot of things that needed to be done before we ever took, got on the runway. And... And, and that's the way it is when I'm going down the road. I'll be, I'll be thinking about certain things. And when those thoughts come into my mind that I know are not the thoughts I really need to be thinking about, 
in, and this is what I do. I naturally reach up and I like pull the sun visor, sun visor down and I'm, I flip a switch. Well, there's no switch on my sun visor. But I do it mechanically and it just seems like it was, whoop, not that thought today. And I'll reach up there and I'll flip another switch. And in my mind, I'm flipping the switch of the verse of Scripture that I read that morning that I wanted to meditate on. And I would even say to the Holy Spirit, it's your turn to talk. Talk to me. Talk to me. Bring something real and new to my life today. You see, while that's going on, I'm not in the mode of frustration anymore. I'm not trying to get God to do these things. I'm not having to, I'm not having to be all caught up and feeling like I'm, I'm just not going to get all of these rewards that God has. My mind's not on that. I'm focused on the beauty of what's taking place right now. From, from the meditation of the Lord. Meditating on the Lord. It's a simple, it's, I know it's very simple, but you know what? If you're not having fun being a Christian, you're not doing it right. Living for Jesus is not a challenge. You say, you, and you've heard this. If you've grown up in church, you say, well, Christians should be the happiest people on planet earth. Well, they should. Because when he came into your heart and your life, listen, he brought peace and joy and happiness. That is what the kingdom of God is. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. So within you is peace, joy, and righteousness, happiness, right standing with God. You can start your day. You say, well, but you don't know the things that I'm facing. I may not know what you're facing but you don't know the things that I have to deal with. And I would like to say we all are dealing with certain things in our life. And they all seem at times very catastrophic. Very mind-boggling. Lots of pressure. Trying to deal with everyday life. I know the feeling. But I learned the secret. And I wanted to share it with you. Just meditate on the, the Lord. Find a scripture that morning. Don't wait till noon because your victory will get zapped. You will end up by, before you even go to the steakhouse at lunch or wherever you go or McDonald's, before you ever eat that Whopper at Burger King, before you ever get that Big Mac, the devil's going to get your goat. Because you've allowed yourself to be put in a position to where you didn't start your day, your waking moments, with Jesus Christ. You say, well, that's, that's just a simple thing. So simple, but it works. It's so simple, but it works. The simplicity of just getting out of bed, or even before you get out of bed, just say, thank you, Lord, for another day. And you know, the next thought could be, 
Yeah, but boy, this is going to be one of those, I can tell. Have you ever had a thought come into your mind like that the first thing in the morning? Oh, Lord. You wake up with the same thought you went to bed that night. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to handle this situation at work? You went to bed thinking like that. Instead of just saying when you went to sleep that night or before you went to sleep, you didn't just make a simple... Listen, this is so simple. We, We make it hard. Lord, I can't handle this. I have no idea how to handle this situation, regardless of what it is. Let's say it's something at work. Lord, I, have, I do not know how to handle what I have to deal with at work tomorrow. But I know you do. He loves for you to talk to him. He don't ask you to say, Oh, thou great, kind, gracious, heavenly Father of the Most High. I know he'd probably say, is he talking to me? (laughs) No, I I lay there and I say, Lord, you know that job has to be done by a certain time. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking for your help in this. I have a deadline on this job. This contract has to be done by a certain time. Lord, I need your help on this. You know what he does? He just gives me an assurance. He'll give me a, a thought. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You're right, Lord. I can. I can do all things because He authorizes it to get it done. It's a simple way of life. It is not a difficult way of life. You're sitting here this morning and say, well, but, but, but you don't know my circumstance. You don't know. It works. It works. It's as simple as getting your car to go down the road. You have to put it in drive. But you have to put it in drive. Your car can sit in that yard. It's not going to take you nowhere. Until you put it in drive. You have to make a decision. I'm going to find his word this morning. I am going. I don't know. It, maybe you use your phone. Maybe you use your Bible. Whatever you use. If you'll get in there first thing in the morning. John, are, are you, am I with you? <laughs> I try not to move around a lot, but maybe it's the old evangelist in me. The old Pentecostal preacher. Then I went and pastored a Methodist church, and I got a little more methodic. Now I'm trying to mix the two. I'm so confused. <laughs> Can I just be me? Good. If you take this word, your word, God's word, and you get up in the morning, you say, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to tell you to start. I just know this word is alive. I'm just going to use an example. Okay, I just opened my Bible. I have no clue what I'm going to look at or what I'm going to view. And I don't even have my glasses. Thank God for large print. Yeah, bring me, so, bring me your glasses so I look real. Oh, see. What do you think, John? Since I'm wearing these woman glasses, I need to sit like a man here. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> 
Here's, here's a passage of scripture. This is taken from Jeremiah. And I just, I just let the Bible, I'll, just let, I'll do it again so you'll see. I'm just taking it. Oh, we're in Psalms now. This is taken from Psalms 25. This is me at 5.30 or 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. I got to start my day with him. I'm going to tell you, I intend to be victorious today and tomorrow. If I live to see tomorrow, I am going to be victorious. I am somebody going somewhere to make something happen for the glory of God. You say, well, boy, aren't you a proud turkey. No, I just know that I'm a son of God. And with him, I can do all things. I'm not going to live condemned, frustrated, and aggravated, fussing and a-cussing. I did a lot of that growing up. I did a lot of other things too, but I'm not going to tell you. This is taking out, I'm waking up now. I might not even be out of bed yet. I hope you got a Bible real close to your bed. I just pull my Bible over here and I look at it. I open it up. (laughs) Wouldn't you know, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, Lord, I could just set that down right there. Now, I just didn't, I didn't ask for that scripture. I, see, God just had a plan that, didn't he just use a good one right there? I'm starting my day. What better way to start it? God, you are my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't want. I don't need. I don't need. I don't have a need. Hello, why? Well, he's my shepherd. I'm going to dwell on that. I'm getting up and I'm headed for the shower. Lord, you are my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm going there and turn the hot water on. I'm fixing to get sure enough woke up. Because I'm dwelling on something that has just, it's called life. The bread of life. I have just eaten a loaf of the bread of life. I've started my day with him. Am I focused on all these things that God is, that David said God is? Am I going to get, now my mind's not there. My mind is on that one thing right now. Because if I can meditate on him throughout the day, the right words are going to come out of my mouth that will bring glory and honor and edification to the Most High God. And God will show me his blessings. Not because I've got it all together. Not because I've got it all down and I know all about what God can do. I may not know about all that God can do, but I can tell you one thing I have learned. I've learned that wherever I am, God can use me and teach me and bless me in the area that I'm at right now. He's not asking me to try to figure this whole thing out. Somebody asked me, do you believe Jesus is coming soon? I said, you know, I don't really know anything. All I know is today is the day he has made for Charles Ronald Wisnan Jr. And this is one thing he requires of me, to rejoice and be glad in it. You say, you can just stretch your stuff. Heck yeah, I can. Because I'm a born-again child of God. I ain't got no cares. I'm not under the frustration. I'm not under the load. Hello. Why should I be? I just woke up this morning and saw that he is my shepherd. I have no wants. Well, that's easy for you to say. You can do the same thing. (laughs) Well, praise the Lord. I'm just getting totally excited over this thing. Because it's so simple. Day, day, it's as simple as waking up. It's as simple as waking up. 
It's what are you going to do in the morning when you wake up? What's your day going to be like? I can tell you right now, if God lets me see tomorrow, I'm going to have a good day. I'm destined for success. I'm going somewhere looking for some kind of a blessing to happen to me so that I can be a blessing to somebody. I'm going around looking to be a blessing. I am. You say, well, you can do that because you and Kelly are blessed. Well, we're blessed because we expect to be blessed. I just expect the blessing of the Lord. David gave you an outline of all the goodness of God. He promised them to me. He said, forget not all the benefits. Don't forget them. I embrace them. I know some people are saying, well, you're just goofy. You're way out there. <laughs> Have you ever noticed people and, and you really kind of thought they were just way out there? And my mama used to make the statement, he's as happy or she's as happy if they didn't have good as if they didn't have good sense. Well, you see, I don't have my mind no more. I have the mind of Christ. I think like God. I try my best to. I try to walk like him, talk like him. Oh, does he have a swag or a slag? How do you call that? A swag. Does he have a swag? I don't know if he got one. But I'm made in the image and likeness of God. And if I feel to do that, then I'm thinking that maybe I'm just thinking maybe he's doing that too. How do you know he's not? Can you see him? But Jesus said to his disciples, they said, show us the Father. He said, well, if you've seen me, you saw him. Because the Father was in him. Can I tell you this morning, the Father is in me and he's in you. Quit trying to be somebody else, just be you. If you feel like strutting, strut. It's so funny, one day we was down there getting our, Kelly's hair fixed down in Florida. She drives down to, or we take her down to Florida. And she gets her hair fixed at a, at a, at a, at a, at a, a guy that's been doing her hair for 50, 60 years, I don't know, or so many years later. I don't know how old she is, but she's getting her hair fixed a long time. They say when you find a good beautician, you stick with it and everything. But anyway, she, she, I take her down there. Well, I was just being me, and, and I saw this blonde wig in there in the beauty shop. And I just walked over, and I saw it, and I, it was on a mannequin-looking thing. And I just took it off, and I put it on my head, and I got out in front of the the beauty shop and walking up and down the sidewalk saying, come and get your hair cut here. Come and get a, get a style like this. Come get a style like that. You can look like me. <laughs> the owner of the shop about had a duck fit. You say, what's that got to do with the man? It has everything to do with it. it. has everything to do with it. You see, when you don't live under the circumstance, when you're not trying to grab a hold of all of these benefits... When you're not striving in frustration of trying to live a law of do's and don'ts. Well, I've got to act like this. I've got to do like this. When you find... <laughs> it's time just to be you and let God be God through you. I, had a, 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 I know we're fixing to go offline and it's probably time. And I've kept you way too much longer than I intended to. You know, this message is only going to be 15 minutes. Can you imagine... And you're thinking, wow, I wish it had have been. But, but you know what? As I know she's going offline, and we want to offer those an opportunity before we go offline. But I want to share something with this congregation. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you want to feel like you can act just like I've acted today, 
And it may be ridiculous to you. It may be ridiculous to everybody. But if you want to have Jesus into your heart, bringing Jesus into allowing Jesus, asking Jesus to come into your heart will set you free to be me, to be you. I'm, I'm free to be me. It sets you free to be you. Because you're not trying to change anybody. God is in the process of just changing you. He's changing you to be more like him. He works from the inside out. If you haven't prayed this prayer, I ask you to pray this prayer with me. If you want to receive Jesus, I'm asking all of you in the audience this morning, here in the sanctuary, pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I repent of that right now. Come and live in my heart. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you prayed that prayer either in the house or online. We believe you just got born again. You say, well, that's a simple. Jesus is simple. I preached a message one time on keep it simple. I believe in keeping it simple. I believe that we need to live our lives in such a way that it doesn't bring frustration to ourselves and to others. I believe you and I need to be setting the captive free by them seeing us live a life that we're not under a bunch of bondage. But if you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we want you to contact us here at Passion Church. We want to hear from you. We have some literature for you. And we want you to grab a hold of it because it will help you with your new walk with Jesus Christ. And we thank you. Until next time, God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.